listening to Football and Fluff, where we talk a lot of football and a little bit of fluff. This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. We're your co-host, I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. It's time for the cover three question. So, Fluff, how are you today? I'm well, love. Thanks for asking. This is Football and Fluff. This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. We're your co-host, I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. Word play of the day brought to you by Fluff. Word play of the day. Historically black colleges and universities, better known as HBCUs, are institutions of higher education in the United States that were established before the Civil Rights Act of 1964 with the primary intent to serve and educate the African-American community. HBCU wordplay of the day. You gonna eat your beans and cornbread? Yes, it's your grown man Gator. Yeah, P-I-N-C. Yeah, we finally here, baby. You're not dreaming. That's right. Look I'm a cute. Yeah, and I'ma do it big for the girls. I'm a cute. I'ma show love to the girls. I'm a cute. I'ma hit the club high. I'm a cute, everybody gon' know by me. I'm a cute, boots on shirt, top man. I'm a cute. Football and Fluff family, welcome to the show. Sid Darden, how are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. First of all, we would like to say uh, we thank you for coming by the show. Uh, we really appreciate you taking time out to come and share your story with the Football and Fluff family. And we're just real excited that you're here, brother. Most definitely, most definitely. I appreciate the opportunity. No doubt about it. Uh, let's just go right into it. Let's just jump right into it. What took you on your sports journey? How did you get involved in athletics? And tell us a little bit about how that uh, started for you. Um, 100% my father. You know, um, growing up, you know, I, I can remember three, four years old, I would just sit and watch my pops dunk a Nerf basketball or, you know, um, play with a Nerf football or something because, you know, I couldn't could dribble or catch a real football yet. But um, he's the one that brought me up. He played college football, uh, high school football, all that stuff. And um, he's the one that kind of put me on that track. Oh, understood. Understood. You say your dad played college ball. Where did he play his college football? The Southeastern Missouri State. Okay. Okay. Very familiar. Okay. So so tell tell the family where you're from. 
originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, played high school ball in uh, Dover, Delaware at uh, Cesar Rodney High School. Uh, so we, we moved out there. You know, my mom got a job in uh, Delaware. I'm not a military kid, but, you know, we moved around just like it. So. <laughs> Understood. So your high school career in Delaware, um, I, I've actually never heard of anyone playing high school ball in Delaware. How was that experience? Um, man, it was an experience, man. Um, nobody, or I, I shouldn't generalize, a lot of people in Delaware don't really take uh, sports seriously, right? They don't train for it in the off season. Uh, they don't do their body right with, with uh, diets and, and things like that. Uh, so my, my father was actually my sports or strength and conditioning coach as well. Uh, he's certified in that. And so I would train with him every off season, um, you know, put in the work so that I could get the, reap the benefits on the field, things like that. So. Indeed, indeed. When you started your youth, your youth league uh, stretch, you did that in the St. Louis area before you go into Delaware, or uh, no, no, sir. Yeah, so I I, uh, I played um, flag football that started in Delaware. Okay, understood. Uh, then, you know, when I got to like middle school in Delaware, uh, that's when we put on the pads, and uh, you know, we went out. But um, yeah. I mean, middle school was is the same thing. Like in Delaware, it's, it's the same thing. You know, nobody really <laughs> took it too seriously. Not a lot of fans, just parents. Really? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Missouri or Texas or one of those states where football is big. Yeah. Is that eight man football in, or did you play eleven man football? Eleven man football. Okay. Yes, okay. I know some of the some of the uh, states like out west in particular, um, what I call the Midwest, Utah, in that area. They play eight man football out there. Even in Hawaii, they play eight man sometimes. But now I think everybody's pretty much evolved into eleven man football. So I was just curious about Delaware because again, yeah. <laughs> you're the first person I know to play football out there. So I just wanted to get a feel for the culture. Yeah. So yeah, we got, coming through uh, high school. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well, I was just telling you we have one uh, division. You know, <laughs> has, you know, five A or four A. We just have one. So okay, that, that sums it up. Gotcha. Gotcha. So coming through high school, you find yourself um, playing a particular position and which, which position did you play? Uh, so our offense, we ran, um, we ran a wing tee. So I played all three running back positions. Um, I played uh, right halfback, left halfback and fullback in the middle. Um, and then I also played on defensive side of the ball, uh, outside linebacker as well. And give the family a, kind of a time frame when you ran that offense. What year was that when you ran that wing T? This was 2011 to 2015, my high school years. Okay, I want to tell you something real interesting. I graduated high school in 1985. My junior year, 1983-84 season, we ran the wing T. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I didn't know it would survive that long, that particular offense. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, uh... The, the players on the team, we weren't too thrilled to run it either, you know, yeah. because everybody in in um in our state, they're you know trans transitioning into spread offense or right. you know some along those lines, and we were still running the wing T like it was nineteen thirties. So <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> we weren't too happy about it, but it, we got along just fine. Yeah, you probably shocked a few people with that offense. I mean, we won a city championship with it, so it it, it can work. So yep. it can work. So you you, you mm -hmm. play running back, so then. Coming out of high school, you're getting recruited pretty heavily. How did that experience go? 
Um, not really. So in, in Delaware, it was um, a large portion. You know, everybody always wants to say, well, I didn't get recruited because it is or that, right? Make up excuses. But um, for Delaware, like the lower parts of Delaware, the, um, there's three counties. All right, so the upper county is, you know, where a lot of people come down from Philly and play, and so schools go there. Uh, but the lower two counties don't really – don't get really get recruited like that, even though there's, there's some talent. Um, so I, I had to put my my tape out there, send my tape, and do all those kinds of uh, – now you can think of it as old-fashioned things, right? Um, you know, send my tape out to coaches. And so I, um, I wanted to go to Duke. I wanted to walk on and go to Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went down to – uh, Duke for a visit, uh, unofficial visit, went around the football facilities, went around uh, the team uh, rooms and locker rooms and things like that. Uh, and I was talking to the coaches and it, they said, you know, you come on, work hard, things like that. We can do room and board. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm a high school kid. I'm like, all right, yeah, I can, you know, I'm going D1, D1, you know. And so then uh, I, on a car ride back with my parents, they say, yeah, you know, room and board is this you know, uh, a bed and some food, like you still got to pay tuition. And at the time in Duke, it was like 60,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was just like, okay, that might be out of the picture. Right. Um, so then we, um, went up to Howard university, uh, and on my visit there, we just happened to run into the football staff and some people on the football um, staff, they introduced us to the head coach at the time. It was, um, uh, coach Flea, uh, coach Gary Harrell. Um, and so we went up there and uh, took a tour. That that really sealed the deal. Uh, I went on that fall, was spring? Oh no, fall uh, 2015, and um, walked on the team. Coming from Delaware and going to an HBCU, walking on that campus and seeing the mecca of culture, um, and, and I don't know you know, what you saw in Delaware, but talk to us about the transition or how you got acclimated coming from Delaware, going to Howard university. Well, everybody that knows me, you know, they, they know I'm from St. Louis, man. Like and when I got to <laughs> Delaware, I'm like, look, man, I'm not like y'all boys. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. you know, so um, going back and forth from Delaware to St. Louis and things like that every year, um, it, it kind of cultivate or cultivated, uh, the mentality that I was much different, you know, than not, yes. not to most brag, but I was much different than the people in Delaware. Um, and that's not to, you know, uh, <laughs> ran in a parade or anything like that. But um, when I was in St. Louis, August 2014, uh, visiting my grandparents and things like that, that was when uh, Mike Brown was murdered uh, by the police. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I just remember it being like civil war. Like it was, it was black versus white. There was police, you know, ATVs and Humvees and whatever you want to call them uh, roaming the streets. So that was a big decision uh, that, or that was a big part in the uh, decision to go to Howard. Um, I, um, you know, just remember that St. Louis and really Missouri, you know, what I'm saying, is kind of the overt racism. You know, what I mean, as a mm-hmm. black man that you have in Delaware, it's more microaggressions, I would say. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was the only uh, black kid in my high school that was in, you know, AP classes, only black boy. I guess you could say that was in AP and advanced classes. Um, and so I kind of got tired of being that spec, <laughs> that one token, you know, in, in the uh, advanced classes and things like that. So when I got to Howard, 
um, I was like, this is where I need to be. You know, um, it's, it's kind of Howard is the culture where all those tokens and all those specs from around the country who are probably the only, you know, uh, black kid in their advanced classes come together. Right. So uh, that was a big part of the decision. Nice. Nice. You go to the Howard football, uh, Howard University football bisons. You guys uh, have a successful run. Well, first of all, let's talk about uh, the position that you ended up playing at Howard. Okay. Yeah, running back. Okay. Walked on as a running back. Uh, yeah, I, I um, <laughs> walked on as a running back. I Some men me wanted to play defense or say that I wanted to go in and play defense, maybe, uh, you know, outside linebacker safety split, like a rover or something like that. Okay. Um, but I, I, I walked on as a running back because that was the uh, the thing I knew the best, the position I knew the best. So, um walked on there and uh they were glad to have me there okay all right and uh did you play tailback or fullback what kind of offense did you guys run over there honestly <laughs> we had three different coaches man you know <laughs> but during the time that i played we had three different head coaches um in in the span of i think it was two seasons at that time um so we played a bunch of we, we played a bunch of different offenses. I, okay. I, I honestly don't even remember which ones we, we ran okay. you know, at this point, uh, three, four years after I played. So, okay. Okay. Tell us about, brother, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> That's all right. It's, it's, it was just a, a question for my interest, actually, that the, the family probably wouldn't have asked you that. That was me. <laughs> so, but uh, yes, yes, indeed. The Howard football team is one aspect of college. The band, of course, is, is another aspect that we all love. So when you put all that together and get this HBCU experience, it's 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 some it's it's a thing that probably most of us wish we would have experienced. So it's kind of cool to talk to somebody who actually experienced that. That's that's one yeah. thing. And the, the other part is going from high school to college is a transition, but then you got an extra benefit of going from high school to college and being around this just mecca of black culture, which we all admire that as well. So talk to us a little bit about campus life. What was that experience like? Yes, sir. So um, fall 2015, uh, every year, I don't know how it is for all HBCUs, but specifically for Howard, we um, we have a week before uh, the classes start where it's just freshmen on campus that they, you know, move in. And that, that entire week, they kind of get, you know, um, acclimated to D.C. culture, acclimated to campus life. Mm -hmm. And uh, they know, you know, I guess the whereabouts of where the classes are and things like that. So uh, I just remember fall 2015 getting on campus and just being in college, being in that space and moving from, you know, uh, St. Louis, which is a wide open city, not a lot of do, you know, in St. Louis to Delaware, which is uh, just a wide open country, not anything to do. And then going to D.C., um, I, I was kind of I, I, overwhelmed isn't the word, but it was just a lot to take in. You know, it was definitely a culture shock. Um, and then people always say that, 
oh, well, HBCUs aren't diverse. I want my kid to go to a PWI because, you know, they have black people and white people and Indian people in Mexico, right? But um, at HBCUs, there's just so many, so many different cultures there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you had uh, people or black people from Montana, from Hawaii, from LA, you know, uh, from the Caribbeans, right? Um, from overseas. And it, it was just crazy that we're all black, but we all talk a, a different type of way, right? In this country, right? And so um, that was one thing. Um, and then as far as just, you know, uh, going on throughout my Howard uh, matriculation, it was just uh, a whole a lot more uh, making sure that I'm in tune with my, my black culture, my uh, you know, history and things like that. You know, uh, you, you are not going to get out of Howard without uh, knowing where you came from or where your people came from. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tell, tell the family about uh, any organizations or uh, as far as uh, campus life, when did you get involved in any organizations at uh, Howard University? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so I, I was a part of, you know, the grassroots uh, organization going to help, help, help other kids as athletes and things like that. Um, I got involved in the ROTC uh, program, the Reserve Officer Training Corps for the Air Force, uh, United States Air Force. Um, and then I'm a proud brother, you know, of the Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated at Alpha Chapter, the Mother Pearl, you know, uh, root to the cues, man. <laughs> All right. All right. So, <clears throat> first of all, shout out to the cues. Uh, greetings from my old land. Uh, <laughs> Well, well, first of all, let the family know uh, that you did graduate. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> so let the family know what the degree was in and what is life like after graduation. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, so the degree I graduate uh, graduated with in uh, 2019 uh, was a uh, bachelor of philosophy, right? And I wanted to go into school uh, to become a lawyer. But my sophomore year, I was like, look, man, I, I, I'm done with school. man. I don't want to go into school anymore. Uh, so I, that's why I joined ROTC program. I uh, recently commissioned as a uh, second lieutenant in the United States Air Force. Nice. Uh, my job is 17 Delta. That's the uh, specialty code for it, uh, which is cyberspace operations. Um, so I leave for tech school here in a few months. Um, don't really have a solid, solidified date, but that's just how the military and the government is. Um Currently, I work at uh, or work for the Department of State as a federal contractor, um, and I own a, uh, a firearms business, uh, Dart Defense. Awesome. Awesome. One thing about the family here, um, they know that the guests that we bring on, the members um, know that the people that we've either been affiliated with since childhood and or that we've gained these new friendships, that the majority of our people give back to this country yeah. and and then yeah. and, and so we give back and, and and what i'm saying is what we give we don't necessarily always get back and so it, it's awesome that you decided to give back to the country um and so i'll be quiet at this point because that i get going on that one <laughs> i get going on that so tell us tell us where can we find you do you have a social media presence can we find you on social media Yes, sir. Um, on Dar- uh, it's Darden Defense, like it's just like Garden, but with a D. So D A R D E N. Uh, the word Defense, all one word, um, on all prat- platforms. So Twitter at Darden Defense, Instagram at Darden Defense, and on Facebook Darden Defense. Yeah, because for some of us, we would like to get our 
uh, carry license or and we would like to have some handgun training and such. So I want the family to know that your business provides those services. Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, we, right as of right now, we uh, provide uh, handgun lessons, safety lessons, and then concealed carry requirements for DC, Maryland, Virginia, Utah, Florida, and Delaware. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. So not only family is he a college graduate, he's also a business owner as well as giving back to this country. (laughs) (laughs) Our kind of family member. Well, we want to say that um, we want you to come back to the show to talk about Darden Defense in more detail uh, when you come back. And I know you're doing some things in that realm. So uh, we'll, we'll be excited to hear back from you on the, in that aspect or on that aspect of what you're doing. We also would like to thank you for coming by the show just so the, uh, the football and fluff family knows a little bit more about Sid Darton. And um, <laughs> because the family didn't know, you know, not all of them anyway, they didn't know you were a Q. A proud okay. member of Omega Sci Fi. <laughs> and we want the family <laughs> to know <laughs> we diversify out here. So whether you're Q or Kappa, or Iota, or Alpha, you're welcome here. So <laughs> Divine Nine Presence is always recognized around here. So, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I just want to, uh, I wanted to say thank you, you know, for having me on the show. Um, thank you for your hospitality, you know, when we met and thank you, uh, for being you brother, for being a, a black man, an upstanding black man, um, that uh, treats fluff correctly as, as you should, you know, <laughs> his lady, uh, you, you treat it very well. You know, I, I can say, I definitely look up to that. Um, and then I, um, what sparked my mind as we were talking, right. My, um, one of the offenses that we ran under those three coaches, <laughs> you know, that I was there for. Um, was the go-go offense. I can't get all the show without shouting out uh, Coach Coach Brendan Marion. You know, he uh, he conceptualized that uh, that offense. And, you know, it's, it's basically like a – it's like a more advanced spread set that we okay. uh, run uh, very high pace. Um, uh, it, it's a great concept that he he created himself. He I think he's a, a wide receiver coach right now at University of Hawaii. But, um, okay. yeah, shout out to him. I like that offense a lot. Well, we would uh, most certainly um, uh, like to have a chance to speak with him as well, because that's the other part of this. The other part of this is there are so many creative things going on in the background by you, the athlete, you, the business owner, you, the person, the coach that never gets brought to the forefront as an intricate part of why success has happened. And so mm-hmm. we, 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 we need to speak about that and, and speak to those folks who are part of those processes. So, but we certainly appreciate you coming by the show. Uh, we're looking to have you back. I'm tagging you um, with uh, uh, a, 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 a mission to come back. Yes. So I'm, I'm be looking for the knock on the door. <laughs> like, where's, where's my man Sid? I said he, he could come back. <laughs> I ain't seen him. <laughs> so that means we have to stay in contact, brother. <laughs> yes, indeed. Football and Fluff family. Sid Dark. It's your grown man, Gator. Yeah, P-I-N-C. Yeah, we finally here.
That wraps up this episode of Football and Fluff. Follow us on Instagram at Football and Fluff. Send us an email at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss. See y'all next week.